0: Hey roomies, Bree here. One of the stories this week deals with the subject of addiction. This, understandably, is a difficult subject to speak about, but it's yet another conversation we'd like to normalize because it affects our lives as well. We hope you'll be a part of the conversation with us, but of course, we understand if this is a triggering conversation and you need to step away. In which case, take your time, we understand, and we look forward to seeing you next week. If you or anyone you know is affected by addiction, there are solutions and there is help. You can go to SAMHSA.gov. SAMHSA's National Helpline is a free, confidential, 24-7, 365-day-a-year treatment referral and information service in English and in Spanish for individuals and families facing mental and or substance use disorders. You can also call one 800 662 help. That's 1-800-662-4357. We're glad you're here and you're not alone. We love you. Enjoy the episode. Listener's discretion is advised. one end of the spectrum like it's it's either they're the little hard ones or it's the soft ones and you either hate them or you love them
1: oh at restaurants yeah no they either know exactly what they're doing or they should like just take it off the menu and i'm talking to you b-dubs because (laughs) my friend and i when we were talking about it how when we served there we would just tell people certain things we were like don't do that (laughs) like don't spend your hard-earned money on that and one of them was a soft pretzel at b-dubs because (laughs) that shit could break your clavicle like, if it you got hit with it. It was, like, uh-huh. frozen as solid, and the cheese I watched get heated in a microwave, and every time I dropped it off, I was like, clap. Like, <laughs> do you like it?
0: Doxing the cheese at B-dubs?
1: <laughs> that's,
0: I don't work there. <laughs> I don't work there. You didn't sign an NDA. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. But I feel like I can't say that I hate pretzels because that's not exclusively true. I don't like hard pretzels. Oh, what do you mean? Like I said, the worst part of any snack mix is a pretzel.
1: Yeah, that's a wild fucking statement. Um,
0: (laughs) I stand by it. That's weird. I'll die on that hill. I know I'm not alone, but I know it is very polarizing. Do you guys see what I'm dealing with?
1: (laughs) It's like literally the worst. Every day (laughs) she does something like this. You learn different things. It's like you
0: can't get close to people (laughs) because
1: you learn shit like this. And you're like, why didn't you tell me this when we were moving in together seven years ago?
0: You know, we do have things that bring us together, like Black Mirror.
1: Yeah, no, like, so I don't know if that brought us together as (laughs) much as it like
0: (laughs) literally put me in my room,
1: literally put me in my room. (laughs) And I like thought about it all day,
0: which is hysterical to me. Because I watch Black Mirror, and I'm like, I love this. And then you're like, I've had enough.
1: I'm like, I'm literally going to throw up right now if I see any more blood. Like, I shit you not, guys. I have the hands of a toddler, but I had them, like, in front of, like, the TV, so I couldn't, like, see it when, like, the blood was. I was like, I can't do this.
0: I also just need to give myself the credit that I said... Don't worry darling, could have been done in an episode. Bree said it here first. I said it could have been a Black Mirror episode and then they did it do and did it better. You hear that Olivia Wilde? <laughs> you didn't need to do everything you did. No. You could have just done a
1: Black Mirror episode and probably taken like a month out of your life. Yeah. And just like, look, I don't have the time to be giving advice, <laughs> um because that's what this is for. And she didn't email us.
0: <laughs> but they did it better. Sorry, I'm not I'm not sorry actually. They did
1: do it better. That was, like, I don't think I was breathing. It was a good episode. It was was so scary. Like, it was good. It was so good. And I felt, like, every emotion. And I really just, it did a number on me. I thought about it a lot today. (laughs) I was like, that was really fucked up, man. I also
0: just love, (laughs) is it Kieran uh, Culkin? Oh, my God. Is that the the Culkin? Yes. Every time he comes back in our lives, we just, like, we just look at each other and we're, like just like shrug because we're like like, of course like
1: it's always a cult leader it's always something with him like sam rockwell has in his contract that he always has to do a dance number in his movies kieran McCulkin mccully colkin i'm sorry i'm fucking it all up kieran
0: colkin kieran (laughs)
1: colkin why'd your parents do that dude um i feel like in his contract he's like cults they're like, dude, this is yeah. Sesame Street, <laughs> and he's like, okay. He's like, okay, but what? What if about the, the vampire guy? <laughs> like, he's always seemed fishy. <laughs> or the guy who lets nobody in his trash can. <laughs> yeah, he could have a cult. No, in but there. seriously, I feel like we don't know. He literally <laughs> is like, I can't be normal. It's not in my. It's I'm also I will not brush my hair. I was I'm gonna say,
0: do you think it's in his contract that he can't cut his hair?
1: I just like, he leaves me speechless as well. because I just feel like a lot of things towards him.
0: I know. He gives me a lot of feelings and they're a little bit confusing. They're
1: all so confusing to the point where I'm like, it's just better if I don't ever
0: meet you. It's better if I don't think about it too well, much. Because
1: it's just like I just like, really like your little pretzel dilemma. I feel like it's one of two spectrums. <laughs> like I'm either going to love him or I'm going to despise him. And what I fear is that I might love him. Kieran, if you're listening... Don't call me. (laughs) Don't call me or follow rent-free roommates. Okay? (laughs) Jeez.
0: But yeah, for any uh, Black Mirror fans, I'm also very excited. Did you watch? I'm only three episodes in. Yeah,
1: you'll have to let us know if you're a pussy like me or um, a <laughs> badass like Brie. Again, I feel like the theme of this episode is spectrums I'm obsessed here.
0: obsessed with that show.
1: Polarizing spectrums because <laughs> I'm over here. I'm like, can we go to... I literally told Brie, I was like, we need to watch something lighthearted.
0: We but really flipped, uh, flipped roles last night.
1: <laughs> we really did. And I just think I've had to like... I just need something a little light and bright for a while. Even the spooky <laughs> bitch needs a little sun. Um, but no, hi, everybody. We're so happy to be back. Yes. Brie missed my brother's birthday. It's really <laughs> fucked up, if you ask me. Um, but no, she went and had, like, a girls weekend. Shout out to our friend Emily.
0: Yes, I had a black... Uh, what? What? <laughs> Yes, I had a bachelorette weekend, Uh, sorry. Did you want to say
1: blast and bachelorette at the same time? Yes. That was very gruel of you.
0: (laughs) It was so much fun. It's a great group of girls, but I was also missing you guys, but I'm so happy we're all here now. Yeah. We don't need to miss you anymore because you're right here. (laughs) Welcome home. Glad you're back. Um, If this is your first time, my name's Bree. I'm Abby. And we're your rent-free roommates. (laughs) Damn right we are. (laughs) And we are so excited for this episode. We're excited to get into it because we love giving advice and...
1: Do we love giving advice or do we love talking? The jury will always be out.
0: Yeah.
1: The jury will always be out on that. But I think we truly just love to give advice. Do we love
0: to help people? We do. And we really appreciate when you guys reach back out. We just we love hearing from you guys in any capacity. And the fact that so many of you have reached back out to us just to say that you enjoyed an episode or anything like that and or that what we said actually helped absolutely melts my heart because nobody needs to do that and that you did it just like makes me cry every time and I love it so much and we love you guys and I'm so appreciative to you like just letting us know and <laughs> completely validating our feelings. Yeah,
1: it's almost as good as getting paid. Uh, no, I'm literally just kidding. But it's literally so nice. And to her point, like you guys don't have to reach out. You don't have to let us know. Again, like we love to talk. I'll still do this even if like nobody was in here.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, it doesn't matter. But just the fact that what we say does have some sort of impact or it makes you feel seen or heard really just solidifies again why we're here. Um, And to anybody else that's new, if you have anything that you want to talk about, celebrate, need advice on, want to vent on, anything at all, email us at remfrieroommates at gmail.com.
0: R-E-N-T-F-R-E-R-O-O-M-A-T-E-S at gmail.com. We should have a
1: contest one day to see if any of the listeners can do it as fast as you. (laughs) that's how we'll know you guys are really listening because if like you really truly are a listener she's gotten better every episode (laughs) like she gets a little bit faster
0: every time so i mean i'm gonna be so fast you can't even hear me someday
1: yeah and i really think the only way that you could let us know that you're listening is to do what
0: well you could follow us on social medias Mm. Um, that just could be about nice. Any of them, yeah. We are rent-free roommates everywhere except for Twitter, where we are rent-free roomies.
1: I mean, that might be nice. Yeah. Is there anything else they could do? We'd love to see you guys there.
0: You could share us. We would Ooh. see that because if you like tag us while you share us, well, like, that
1: could be nice. That would be so cool. You know what I'm thinking? What? Maybe a review. I love that idea. <laughs> I love feedback. <laughs>
0: I hate us. <laughs>
1: <laughs> one thing about us too: we we'll talk and we'll do a bit
0: to the core. Whether you want it to continue going or not. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I
1: would have gone whole fucking like all the way home with that one if we didn't stop us just now. I was ready. I was committed. She stopped the cringe. But No. Just fucking love us. (laughs) Fuck.
0: (laughs) Rate, review, subscribe, share. It really helps us out. And we love seeing you guys and seeing you interact. And we want more roomies. But especially we love hearing from you guys with those emails. We really love helping you out. So the only way we can do that is if you email us, guys. (laughs) just do it. Just fucking do it. (laughs) Um, and yeah, like Abby said, it is, it's is—it's the good and the bad. We want to hear it all. So it doesn't have to be something you're super upset about, but we're here for that.
1: No, I mean, but I literally just almost finally, passed out,
0: you know, like
1: literally before we started recording. So like, <laughs> if you wanted to talk about that, a I can relate to that too. Uh, Brie passed out that. when she was a kid, so she can relate to that.
0: High school. Right. Oh, shoot. Um, it's, that's a kid. I'm always listening.
1: And I'm always listening, too. So know that when you email us, I'm right there. I'm, like, zoned in.
0: Tunnel vision, you might say. Don't do that, though, because I don't want you to pass out. Only half the face did. I, that's so scary to me. I don't like that that detail. <laughs> Everybody? I'm gonna check on Abby, and we're gonna get into this. Uh oh. Did <laughs> that scare you? It was a little scary.
1: Sorry. No. <laughs> um. <laughs> it I really want to hear that. Keep that in. Um, <laughs> I mean, do what you need to do. But I was going to say, you know what I was thinking about today, though? I was thinking about Joan Allen when I was back home. Um, and I had a conversation with her in my head. And I feel like that's sounds oh. crazy, saying it out loud. Um, so we will move Who on Who hasn't that. done that? Who hasn't had a combo I mean, with Joan in their head?
0: <laughs> I was going to say, not specifically with Joan. Oh. but I have plenty of conversations in my head.
1: With a celebrity? Mm-hmm. What's the most recent one that you've had a
0: conversation with? Mm, I guess it's been a while since it's been a celebrity. (laughs) Just various people or just myself. (laughs) Lots of conversations with I'm always like, that bitch is spitting
1: facts. (laughs) She knows what's... I wish the conversations, like... I wish I did the things that I would say I would do in the conversations. I know. She's got her shit together.
0: Yeah, whatever she's doing, how whatever do I, game
1: plan she's got going on. <laughs> how do I get the body, the vessel, to do it?
0: Yeah, how do I do it on the outside? That's, That's what I need. One to know. for the scientists. <laughs> I also look a hell of a lot better in my head. Oh
1: yeah, <laughs> yes, yes. In my head,
0: I'm I like don't have a lazy eye. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say I'm like a hundred pounds lighter in my head. <laughs>
1: i'm maybe five foot
0: i'm like perfectly curvy and i have an ass she's great she's hot you guys should see her (laughs) i wish i could show you but (laughs) just close your eyes (laughs) um like when i put this outfit together today i was like hell yeah and then I caught myself later on, and I was like, oh, "I do not look how I look in my." Head.
1: <laughs> I don't mean to laugh at that. Why it's her facial expression, everybody. I sound like a bitch-ass friend. Ha, you fell insecure. No, that's so rude. She just made a f- like. Ugh. Now I got to do the
0: PR. No, that was and really funny, Brie. Thank you. That was really funny. It's a good outfit. It's just like my hair and stuff does not look th- as perfect as it does in my. <laughs> i oh, never i see myself and i'm like oh, she's been through it you're like oh, are you
1: okay what happened and you're like nothing i just went to work yeah. and it's just Bree having a conversation with herself in the corner yeah <laughs> <at work. laughs>
0: i look like i ran or something i never run but
1: <laughs> i think we need to stop um fuck yeah, this is not good we should get into this episode before somebody <laughs> tries to lock brie up really hurt her before Bree literally gets in trouble <laughs> with the doctors
0: <laughs> or at work true hr is gonna work she's not talking to herself
1: like, in the corner who are you talking to <laughs> Bree? who are you talking to right now nobody
0: <laughs> they told me you were gonna ask <laughs> see we're doing a bit fuck (laughs) we need to stop (laughs) let's get into the first email (laughs) i hate that people always say i'm amazing and are surprised i don't get dates constantly i'm 24 male and i've been single my whole life not by choice mind you It's just that nothing has happened. I always got family, relatives, friends, coworkers breaking down my best features saying how crazy it is I don't have a girlfriend. Like how I'm attractive 6'5", I play sports or play guitar and sing just makes me feel like I'm not doing something correctly. I know all of these things make it seem like I could get a girlfriend easier than most people, but having other people tell me that when it hasn't happened really annoys me. Like, what do I say to that? Yeah, you're right. I should have a girlfriend. Here, let me just go get one real quick. Ugh, I'm trying. It's not easy. People make it sound easy. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. You'd think having a hobby like playing volleyball would help. That hasn't gotten me a girlfriend either, and people love to bring it up. I don't know if it is supposed to cheer me up or give me confidence, but it doesn't. It just makes me think something is wrong with me or I'm really unlucky. Dude, I feel you.
1: <laughs> What's odd is the volleyball thing. What? Them being like, you play volleyball. You should get bitches. <laughs> like, should I, I was
0: impressed by volleyball.
1: <laughs> I think it's because I'm really short that I'm like, hmm, must be nice. No.
0: <laughs> That's also also the sport that I wish like I could play. I do not do have play the coordination. Do you play sand volleyball
1: or like what kind of volleyball do you play? I'm just curious. You don't need to answer.
0: No, I totally feel you, literally verbatim, some of the things you said in there, like not for not trying, like it's not for lack of trying and things like that. I've said exactly that before, and you said you're 24. I think it was probably around that time I was having most of those thoughts too, where it just, it kind of comes to a head and you're just focusing so much on it. Not to say... I don't have the confidence in my appearance (laughs) and things like that. I'm definitely very much self-deprecating and always blame myself or can make a joke about why I haven't had any significant other up to this point. But I, I too have never had a significant other. And I, it's just, it's pressures from, it's societal pressures. Like it's, it's really so stupid. You're don't feel behind and don't feel it's, it's hard to say don't feel like something's wrong with you because it's really easy to feel that way. And I also get the annoyance and when people, I think people do think they're doing something good or like it is this confidence booster when people are like, what? You don't have a girlfriend or you don't have a boyfriend. What? That's so crazy. It's like, okay, now I feel a little worse (laughs) because they don't realize. I'm going to go home and
1: cry, Janet, you bitch.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They don't realize what's on the other side of those words. Like they don't realize what they're kind of not intentionally saying but what those words no, like are kind of saying low key to you saying
1: what's wrong with you <laughs> yeah <laughs> they low. I mean at least that's how it comes off and I think that's how it's like almost always perceived yeah. it's almost like going up to a woman who you don't know is pregnant or not and being like are you pregnant you know you don't know you run that risk right you don't know what that's gonna be like you triggering or you know or like going up to somebody and being like why aren't you eating yeah like, you don't know right you don't fucking know yeah like and so I think it's in one intrusive I think it's rude I think they mean it as a compliment but it's just like It never comes. It's not a compliment. And I think it's kind of like tact more than anything is what I would say. Like people need to have more of because truth be told, I also have like a family member who will do that to me at like every family function always be like, so like boyfriend and then he'll be like girlfriend. Um, like it's so annoying and i'm just like well i'm not gonna it's not your business even more so now i'm like you're making like a joke out of it because like i too have also never had a relationship but i think for me too it's like you know people have said that to me like oh you're like x y and z why are you single it's like i don't fucking know dude you figure it out you start planning
0: the dates for me then that's what i was gonna say like literally even with people like i do think i'm a catch but i think the
1: universe will also give us what we need when we start like accepting just like the things as they are like yeah (sighs) I mean there's something to be don't I but like (laughs) I truly mean that
0: yeah and there's something to be said of anytime I make a joke about like oh this person has uh has had like this many boyfriends or this many girlfriends and I can't even get a text back like that whole joke and all that stuff But And there really is something to be said about like, well, would you want to be dating the person that they're dating? Like, look at the people they're dating. Do you like those people? (laughs) And it's like, okay, well, yeah. I really think it does come down to just literally having standards and not settling. Not to say that literally everybody... who's had a relationship before you have to make you feel
1: better. (laughs) That's what we do at run free roommates.
0: (laughs) But, and it's also not saying that like you're too picky because everybody loves to throw that one out there too. And that's not the fucking case. It's just that you prioritize things differently. And I know that also that statement doesn't make it any easier because no matter where your confidence is within being single your entire life (laughs) up to this point, it doesn't make the actual loneliness of never having a significant other any easier cuz there are going to be those moments there's good days and bad days with everything and for like for me personally i sometimes seeing some of my friends in relationships and stuff like that I'm like thank fucking god I haven't had to deal with that in real life and I just am learning from my friends and seeing I know sometimes from an outspi- I feel like I've outsider. been in so many relationships because of that
1: right I'm like yeah it's been three years it's tough for me
0: but I like I love my independence And then uh, sometimes I'm also, like, I worry that I've been single so long, I'm not going to know how to adjust to a relationship. But that's just a silly, stupid, intrusive thought. Yeah. (laughs) And it it does, there are times where I'm, like, you just want, you want companionship. You just want somebody. And that's totally normal. And I used to kind, I used to have the same reaction. I hated when this conversation would come up, like, when you're on a date and stuff like that, just when was your last relationship or how long was your last relationship? I fucking hated that question because it meant that I had to be like, well, I've never been in one. And I think you could just say you've never been in a serious relationship. Yeah. But even that people are like, why? And I was always so annoyed by that. I was like, if I knew it wouldn't be an issue. (laughs) I was about to say spoiler alert. I can,
1: I think I'm about to figure out why I'm single because I'm like, I've never found somebody I've wanted to spend that much time with, <laughs> like, of my free time. Well, but that's, I mean, that's but it's standards. the standards. <laughs> that it's just the truth. Like, a bitch loves to be quiet and read sometimes. But anyway.
0: Actually, it literally was, like, right around your age like, 24 to, like, 26, I, like, put a lot of thought into that, and it did start out where I was, like, it's not for lack of trying, like, like, it's all I've ever wanted, and, like, at some ages, (laughs) especially, like, high school, I was, like, all I fucking wanted was a boyfriend, but it wasn't till I started really looking into, like, really thinking about the question that I hate so much <laughs> I realized that I like have these scripts that I just repeat so I only let people in as far as the script has been written in my head and I don't let anybody pass that and I just kind of repeat this same information so it's not really letting anybody in and letting them learn about me it's just this thing that I've prepared so really thinking about it, I was like, but I really have never put myself out there. Well, that yeah, yeah. I, I- like I just I I kept myself or I just kept my friends, and I would have crushes like from afar, <laughs> but I, I like I've never been confident enough to like act on anything. So yeah, I wasn't putting myself out there, and then even into young adulthood, like still, just it wasn't till I like moved out that I finally started putting myself out there more or just like there was like this big flip in my whole online dating that I was starting to go out more and then I was and that's when I was getting all of these questions and I was so annoyed but it did take some time for me to like look back and be like okay it did help me realize that I have walls up well that's the thing I feel
1: like about what I kind of get the vibe from this is like the writer is I mean, and that, like, to your point, Bree, like, dating is vulnerability, and yeah. if you're not willing to make that leap, then you could be perfect on paper, but, like, I mean, how much work are you, like, also actually putting into it to be vulnerable as well could be, like, one question to ask yourself, like, I, again, back to Brie's point is, like, are you putting yourself out there enough, you know, like, because sometimes I'm, like, where the fuck is my man? And I'm like, well, honey, you stay in every Friday. Like, what? Like, that's home invasion. Like, what do you mean? Like, that's not. Like, I don't think
0: you want that, babe. I met your father when he broke into my house. You're, it's the cutest
1: story in the entire world. Do you like axes, sweetie? <laughs> honey, get your axe. The one. No, but like seriously, like, cause it's the same thing with me. Is like people are like again, we'll be like, you're X, X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. But like nobody would know, huh? (laughs) Nobody would know. And so you're like, yeah, it's not enough sometimes to also just be like this glamorous person on paper because it's like, how are they going to know anything else though? Yeah. That too. Um, and also dating is really weird now as well. Like I find it to be one of the most strange things in the entire world because like somebody will literally be like, tell me everything about you and then never talk to you again yeah it's so strange like I don't get it so like that's where the whole I feel like standard things is gonna come into place because and I feel like again I'm a broken record but always trust your gut like personally that's true like I always kind of like especially lately I've been putting myself out there more ish (laughs) um in a way and I always trust my gut I'm like me just being like smaller woman and i'm like if i feel x y and z or if the universe makes me feel a type of way i'm gonna go with the vibe and so far it hasn't led me astray and i think that could be like a good thing to keep in mind too when you are like reaching out and talking to people is just listening to yourself like does it feel good like the conversation flowing uh do i feel happy around them like your energy levels
0: too and it's, it's, I feel like the other, the other annoying thing that we'll get a lot is it'll happen when you least expect it. And that's the the wrong (laughs) fucking thing to say because it's like, it's never going to be a thing that you're not thinking about because we've been thinking about it for fucking forever. It's like what they programmed us. Yeah. And yeah. And like literally everybody's shoving it in our faces, (laughs) but I do think, I think the, what that, statement is trying to get at but never quite accomplishes is to focus on yourself but like in a public way like you are like you're putting yourself out there with the sports that you're playing and just like the hobbies and stuff so definitely keep that up and but and don't this is the hard part and where it takes practice in perspective or just like the mindset that you're going into things with is don't do something with the intention of, oh, I could meet somebody here. It's that's the hard. But you're not going to find anybody good with that, too, because yeah. you're not looking for a connection. Right. And you're also not being yourself. Then you're so hyper focused. I'll catch myself doing this. And then I try to fix it like when I'm out with friends and stuff like that, where I'm getting way too much in my head. And I'm thinking about how other people are perceiving me. And I am fully unaware of how I look at all times. <laughs> we know this from when I was talking about <laughs> me thinking I look so great in my head, and then catching <laughs> myself in the mirror and being like, "Whoa!" Her crazy talk. <laughs> but I like it. The the kind of I think insecurities or when we're hyperfixating on something like this, it shows on the outside whether we like it or not. And there's nothing more attractive than somebody just like having genuine fun with friends and stuff Mm -hmm. and just seeing some just like that's one of the most I've always said I absolutely love seeing people laugh. I think being laughing is like one of the only vulnerable things we let people see when somebody like genuinely belly laughs like where it is just they're just letting go and it's not a conscious thing. It's just the reaction. And I'm like I love seeing that because I feel like I'm seeing this real part of this person. And that is so attractive, and I love that. And that's why I always say, like... If I'm at the comedy clubs. <laughs> I wish I could figure out how to make myself act the way that I do around Abby and my friends back home, or my sisters, just in general, like all the time. But it's because that's my most relaxed. It's when I'm most genuinely myself, and then when I'm not in those obviously comfortable situations i'm just i'm not letting myself be that kind of vulnerable and i'm not letting myself be that be real so it's start doing stuff just with the literally just with the intention of enjoying yourself yeah like
1: are you gonna let yeah because then you're gonna find the right crowd of people because it's people you want to be around yeah because it's what you want to do Right. So, like, that's always a good thing, too, because it's, like, if you're already enjoying yourself, you're going to be, like, one, more open and receptive to similar energies.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And also, again, you're amongst people who have a similar interest to you. So, therefore, like, there's already this, like, you know, something to break the ice, something to talk about. Like, I hate meeting people at, like, clubs or anything like that. Like It's, it's so
0: stupid. It's just, like...
1: <laughs> you don't want there was one guy i did start looking at homes in colorado with but that's neither here nor there that was just that was just too many shots of jameson so i can't say not everybody's interested in long-term relationships at the bar
0: and also i mean i think sometimes some of us forget that even the pretty people have it hard sucks <laughs> that, I think there is, you know, with how you've described yourself, you do sound like the total package. So um, I think sometimes there is like this intimidation. I think I I feel like I've heard people say it more frequently, like celebrities or like models and stuff like that, where it's like they're they're also people that everyone's always like oh how many boyfriends do you have or like oh you must be just going like relationship to relationship and they're like no i've been right, single, single for so fucking, you fucking long." Is, well they're
1: sexualizing you too it's like what they're doing is just thinking that like you're hot so like therefore everybody wants you and everybody the, like yeah. again that's just another like tact thing personally i might be hesitant to approach you because you said you're six five <laughs> um and i'm just really really short so i'm just like oh, i'm not trying to like be funny Like, I'm just trying to live my life, man.
0: (laughs) But I think there is, like, unfortunately, that intimidation factor where people maybe feel like it's unobtainable. But I think the more that you are just yourself and Mm -hmm. try not to live in... I'm doing this to a, attract a woman no. and just be your... Everybody
1: look at how hot I am.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of a big deal.
1: <laughs> uh. <laughs> Thank you. I was hoping you would get that bitch.
0: <laughs> no, we're not saying that you're... <laughs>
1: no, I'm sorry. Ron no, you're Burgundy not Ron Burgundy. He's such a douche.
0: <laughs> but I, the more that you are just your charming self and just put out those positive vibes, like we were saying, it'll it'll break down those barriers or maybe any of that intimidation people may be feeling and it'll just, and people will just be comfortable. It doesn't even have to be charming where it's like this impressive person. I think when I feel that way, it's just somebody who made me feel included and m- made me feel like welcome. And that's all it takes. <laughs> so I like, that's all it takes for, to make an impression is what I'm saying. I'm not saying that's all it takes to get somebody. <laughs> you gotta be vulnerable. Remember that, babe. <laughs> yeah. And then also just, not giving a fuck what everybody says because it's stupid and they're all saying the same thing and they're not actually helping they don't realize what they're saying uh but also just I hope that I can validate you in I also hate when people say yeah, that
1: like I mean we've been single I don't think there's anything wrong with us I just don't think
0: no I just don't settle I no. haven't I, and I'm glad for that the times when I've been f- feeling really lonely and I've been like well why haven't I just like Almost, almost saying to myself like, why, why haven't I just settled? I'm, I in the thought after that, I'm like, I'm glad that I haven't. I'm glad that I haven't. No, had I was these, just about like, to say. I will say that and every single and stuff.
1: guy that I've ever thought I've wanted a relationship with, and it didn't work out with, like literally x amount. Of months down the line I'm like oh my god thank god
0: yeah he sounds
1: terrible like you like not my circus not my monkey so happy about that (laughs) like truly and that's because I was like am I romanticizing this or do I actually give a fuck about you too right and like again it's that vulnerability thing but it's also trusting like your judgment and it's like again not settling as well it's like yes I'm lonely yes I'm x y and z and yes everybody thinks I should be in a relationship but like I'm not just like don't do it for the sake of doing it because I've seen a lot of people date the guys i wanted to date and they look not happy (laughs) they look not well and i'm also like i watch their shenanigans and i'm like oh i'm tired yeah i'm tired looking at that so i mean again like we just want to validate you but like also you know don't be afraid to put yourself out there too if you haven't been doing so already too because like again like it does take that amount of courage and vulnerability and putting your walls down to allow people in. But I think if you do that in an environment where like you feel comfortable, you're amongst like people with similar interests or where like you feel good, I think you'll start gravitating towards the right people and it doesn't need to happen overnight. But I think like even going on a couple of dates, that'll let you know, like the kind of people you're interested in too. And then I think it'll be easier to like spot them when you're with them too. Right. You know, like, unfortunately, like, it does take practice dating as well. And, like, as somebody that, like, hates to do it, too, like, I have to. Because, again, I don't want them just coming in my home. That's so scary.
0: (laughs) That's so scary. But it, it, there's a power in being single. There's a power in being single. And I always think that when I see any friends I have that go relationship to relationship, I'm like, I am still figuring out who I am, yes, but I also know a lot of myself and know a lot of what I can do on my own. And there are people that don't know that and are terrified of even the thought of having to do that. So there's nothing wrong with you is the most important part of this. There's not. We we feel like there's something wrong with us because everybody is saying the same thing to us. So it's like, well, everybody else is doing this and everybody else is saying that. So it must be me. It's not. It's that you are holding a standard you're prioritizing yourself and you're not putting a relationship just because people say that that's what you should be doing ahead of other things that should be prioritized in your life so there is nothing wrong with you you are doing great you're 24 you have so much time I promise you (laughs) that's another stupid thing that people Tell us that we should be doing this or that. Yeah, at, I'm sorry, you're not going age. off to war.
1: This isn't 1912. Like <laughs> yeah. you don't need to get
0: married right away. Yeah, you have so much time, I promise you. And use that time just to, to continue learning about yourself and to just and, and to practice and just date and have fun dating and not be so stressed about it. I know easier said than done, but I think once you start having fun with it all, it'll all come easier and things will happen when they're supposed to. We feel you. You're not alone in this feeling. It is so fucking annoying. So <laughs> know that there are other people out there that, that There feel... are two
1: bitches that hear it like at every family function. <laughs>
0: so we're right there with you, babe. Yeah. Best of luck. Thank you so much for sharing. We appreciate it. <laughs> but it's a well-known fact.
1: That I am a little gremlin thief, a petty thief, if you will.
0: You said gremlin and it made me think of grimace. Have you know tried who that the shake?
1: Is. Who are is you that? not?
0: Are you not up to date on the McDonald's news? <laughs> no.
1: Oh my God. Who's grimace? This is not an ad. Who's grimace? No, this is not an ad. The I'm the literally guy roasted. From
0: McDonald's. Oh, he had a name. Yeah, it's Grimace. Well, obviously. <laughs> Fuck. And it's his birthday, apparently. I don't know what actual day this month. I
1: feel like you want me to feel something more than I do. <laughs> do you think it's a good shake? Have you had it?
0: I just tried it. I mean, actually, I don't know. Are what you trying it is. to sell me on it now? Everybody go try it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's not an L <laughs> Because that's what
0: Mary Kate's friend did. She saw it. She was like, What does it taste like? And she said, Grimace. <laughs> It's all really cute, like, the packaging, <laughs> all the branding that they're doing for it. Everything has, like, birthday I confetti and stuff on the bags. I just <laughs> always
1: mean business when I'm there. I said, double cheeseburger, medium fry, medium Coke, please.
0: I am there way too frequently, so I Breeze know likes, all these changes. hi, Barbara. <laughs>
1: hi, Barbara. I'm glad you got second shift. You've been wanting to make the switch.
0: It's a very pretty purple color, and I'm pretty sure it's blueberry. Ooh. But those snares. We'll have to tell us. Yeah, you tell me what it tastes like. Mm. Oh, wait. One more thing about the Grimace thing. <laughs> oh, my God. It, it's such a big thing. I literally just realized today, me and Devin were watching TV. It's literally on in Roku Village. They yeah. added a McDonald's. Shut up. And like Grimace is inside, and they're like partying and stuff. Yeah, that's how big this is. Damn, I'm
1: going to have to watch Roku Village later. <laughs> later. <laughs> I'm gonna it's, have <laughs> it's
0: so big it reached Roku Village.
1: Anybody that has Roku Village...
0: Where would you want to live? Yeah, you got to let us know. <laughs> um, we talk about that way too much. Way too
1: much. And if you don't have Roku Village, any of the listeners, you'll have to look it up and then yeah, it's get involved. Sick place. It's a sick-ass place. you got to <laughs> let me know what you think rent is, too. Because, <laughs> like, there's a lot going on that I feel like you could haggle, but at the same time, rent's either really high or really dirt cheap. I can't tell.
0: I feel like everything is dirt cheap. Dirt cheap. Because that shit's, like, getting destroyed on the daily you never know insurance is probably sky high it's a great time to be an insurance (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna that's what we have to do we have to make a commercial for roku village insurance people
1: (gasps) that you heard it here first that's ours
0: (laughs) nobody take that because that is quite a job (laughs) it would age you rapidly i bet (laughs) Anyways, we could go on for way too long about Roku
1: Village. That's disgustingly sad, so I really want to just read the episode now. Also not
0: sponsored. I feel like I
1: just learned way too much about myself in that time frame, and a lot about you, so.
0: (laughs) But if McDonald's or Roku wants to sponsor us, hit us up. Put us on a billboard out there. Let us know. Oh, my God. Right? What if we got so big? We were in Roku Village. Make it happen, guys. This is on you. It's really only up to you. Let's go. Is it selfish to leave a relationship if your partner is dealing with substance abuse? I'm thinking of walking away from a three-year relationship because my girlfriend needs to take a substance every day. I won't say what it is, but it's a downer. Before you tell me to talk to her about it, we've been over it before. She just says she's not ready to give it up yet. I didn't really mind it before in the beginning stage of the relationship, But now I'm fully devoted into a healthy, active lifestyle and self-improvement. I'm turning 26 soon and I want more from life. I want to fulfill dreams and achieve goals. She's 23 and doesn't seem to be wanting more in life yet. I guess what triggered me to ask you all this is because one hour ago I used her money to tip our delivery guy and she lost it and started yelling at me because that money was supposed to be for her supply tonight. I've always been cool with her using every day, but now I'm starting to see this side of addiction that I've never seen before. So, yeah. Is it selfish that I'm considering leaving her after three years? P.S. We live together and have two cats together, so I can't move out ASAP, but would love to hear what you guys think.
1: Like, first thing to note is if you have to ask if you're being selfish, you're not being selfish because you're already thinking so much about how like what you're doing, you're already thinking about how your actions could possibly be affecting another human being and that's not a selfish person, just to start. And I think abuse has a really good manipulation factor that like even the person abusing it isn't causing it's just like the substance or whatever their vice is it's also like that because it puts this like black cloud over the situation where like you know this person is in harm because you know this thing that they're doing is damaging to their body in some form and you're like then that unintentionally falls on your responsibility. And so that's like the manipulation of the substance or the drug too is because it's like you're not even doing it. yeah. But you're getting the effects of like the fucked up effects of it too. And that's the part where I'm like that's what that kind of thing does to relationships is it makes the person who's on like the receiving end of it feel like they have this obligation to somebody who's obviously not taking an interest in their current life. Yeah. And it makes you have to take, it's basically you caring more for their life than they are. Yeah. And that's you basically just being, you're not a selfish person and you know human life has value. Um, so I don't think it's like you doing anything wrong. I think it's the circumstances of that situation. But unfortunately, like the thing is, is like, You can't make people see what they don't want to see.
0: Yeah. That's one of the hardest parts about it. And a lot of people have had to remind me. Shit. Um, A lot of people have had to remind me about that too. And that is the hardest part because you, you... you care so much and there's so there it's, it's a fine line, which I have yet to find of where you step in and where they just kind of have to figure things out on their own or come into things in their own time. And uh, cause I can also relate to being okay with stuff. Not that you were okay or it's just, it's maybe easier to, Kind of live around things in the beginning, but there is that moment where the monster of addiction is kind of staring you in the face and you really fully see the, all of it. I just recently had that moment and it's scary. It's really scary when you see it in full force and especially when it's i mean it's all it's it's someone you love so it's a really hard situation because you know this great part of this person and you know all the good in them so it's really hard to see them as somebody that you don't know like you that's i know for me with the person in my life that is currently also affected by addiction it's It strips
1: the person away I think is what it does and it makes you want to salvage them more because you know this person that they can be and that they were and you're like this isn't you this is the disease and that's what it is too is it's a disease but like it's also like when somebody has a disease it's up to them to fight that disease too like you either want to go after it and do something about it or you don't and that's kind of just the thing is like for you, I'm not even necessarily sure. I mean, I guess the timing is a factor here too, because yes, you know this previous version of her, but it, it's people can develop into things that you don't know, but I don't think that that means you have to stay for that. Because to my previous point, you can't make somebody value their life, like they have to do that. And I just don't know what good it's doing you knowing that. I mean, because basically it kind of sounds like what's happening is you're just like barely keeping them going. But what is it doing to you in return as well? And that's where, like, the selfishness comes in because it's, like, to me, in my experience with things like that, they'll just continue to, like, bite that hand until, like, a boundary is set or until they realize. But, again, like, we're just – it's such a hard pill to swallow, especially when you care for people, but it's, like (sighs) – I can accept the situation for what it is and the love I have for you, but have to remove myself because it's doing damage to me now. Yeah. And it, it, and then it begs the question where it's like, you have to like love yourself and you're not loving yourself and it's making you not love your friends and it's making you damage these relationships or these family relationships, whatever the situation may be. And it's like, what's more important to you at the moment? And it's like, again, you cannot make them see that. They have to see that for themselves. They have to know they have something going for them. And that's on them to decide. But it's like, it's not your life to live for them.
0: Yeah. Because.
1: It sounds harsh. I'm not trying to be harsh. It's just something that like I personally went through. And like, I got a lot more time to deal with shit because it happened to me so young that I'm just like yeah I had a like I mean it shouldn't have happened like some like you know like I'm good like nothing bad like crazy happened but it's just like I saw things that I didn't need to see from people that like I really loved and cared for and that like looking back on life I'm like I'm not angry but I can understand the situation and why you couldn't be a part of my life that doesn't make it easy because I wanted you there um but it's like you weren't going to be good for me and Mm -hmm. you weren't a good surrounding and environment for me to be in. This is, yeah, it's selfish. Yeah, It wants as much as it can take. Yeah, And it'll take the people that that person loves too if it can.
0: Yeah, because I think there's like a really big negative hump that it takes and negative period in the recovery process that it takes to get through. And sometimes people just have an easier time letting things go and like just letting it continue so that they can still keep that person in their life and not have to go through the really negative and the really hard parts. But when it does start affecting you so much, somebody else's actions start affecting your life so much, so negatively you do, you have to, you have to get yourself out of there. If it's really taking you down too, because you didn't make that choice and you're actively trying to make better choices for yourself and it's not easy. And that's a really hard choice to make, but it is best for you, I think to end this relationship and you can, if you feel this way, you can leave it open ended and, and kind of let them know that you're taking yourself out of the situation. You're taking yourself out of the picture you're ready to be there when they're ready for your help. But for now, you need to get yourself out of that situation because it's not good or healthy or safe for you.
1: Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more with that. You even said it. You have places you want to go in life, dreams you want to fulfill. And unfortunately, like the thing too with history is you want to see those people on that journey with you Mm -hmm. because that's what you kind of envisioned life like I think when you got into the relationship you probably I mean for three years obviously you've been with this person so I'm assuming you saw some sort of life with them and it's hard to break those you know romanticize those like future plans with somebody because we do and you think about all these things you're going to do with them all these chapters you're going to have together and then again they have to want that too and they're not seeing that they're not wanting that for themselves but that's also not fair to you like why do you have to be the one to sit there and watch this person essentially for lack of a better word kind of destroy themselves and that's where I'm like that's not good for anybody nobody needs to go through that because it's like it's bad enough knowing somebody you love has a disease that they're affected by um And I say disease because I think any form of like substance or alcohol abuse is a disease like in one way or another that like they're fighting within themselves because like nobody asks for it. Nobody picks up a bottle or a needle or anything and thinks like can't wait to do this for the rest of my life. Like there's something that's being numbed and you know that's. disease of that i feel like you could even word it as like because i agree i think the relationship does need to come to a halt for your well-being and hopefully a wake-up call for her to know that like this is what this situation in your life is doing to your relationships Mm -hmm. like and it'll either hopefully it'll either be the wake-up call that they need or it'll be a choice that they make i'm saying i think you need to have a conversation from that conversation, I feel like they are going to make a choice, and you need to hold them to that choice. Yeah, because I mean, if you stick around, that's what I would say is you need to hold them to that accountability. Because, like, remember this conversation we had. You see value. Your life is important. Even if I'm not here, it's still important.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I think speak your piece. I know I say that a lot, but. I think it's important to do that because I think especially in this kind of caretaker role that a lot of us take on when we have somebody in our life who is affected by addiction, um, which I mean, you know, in a secondary way, you are also affected by it. You're, you know, on the outside. But I think it's you. We kind of keep things from them because we don't want to hurt them more. We feel like. If we're honest, it's just gonna make them do what they're doing already even more and then we're part of the problem. But that's not if I learned anything recently it's sometimes people need to hear certain things from the right person. So if you're keeping anything in, you might not you might be withholding, you know, something that could help. So it's definitely you know, what do they say? It's a sign of insanity to redo the same thing and expect different Outcome. (laughs) So you can't keep doing it. If you feel like you've been having that conversation, you've had it a million times, then that it that is maybe your sign to step away. Something Mm -hmm. needs to change for you too. I just kind of feel like I'm always like I want to be a good friend, and sometimes that does mean taking myself out of the the situation because maybe I'm being an enabler by me thinking I'm helping, but by still being there it's maybe just not putting that shock into anything and they're not actually learning anything as long as I feel like it'll make stepping away feel a little bit easier as long as you feel like you said everything that needed to be said um and I also think that I know whatever emotions you're going through right now are completely valid and it's normal to kind of mourn a person. Yeah. Even, or grieve for a person, even when they're fully alive and you're still living together. Because I feel like I've been going through that with um, a person in my life who is currently affected by addiction. That, I think you're just mourning the person that you knew and mourning the relationship that you had. And so you're going to go through kind of all of those stages of grief like people talk about where I, I've I've felt myself going through them with this person and I'm definitely, I think currently pretty fixed in anger <laughs> and... All of the emotions that you can go through with stuff like this are seem really confusing when you do when it is all that you want to do is just take care of this person and help. So when you start getting angry, it's really confusing, and you're like, "Wait, I, like I need to be a good person. I need to be the positive person. I need to be the caretaker." Uh, but, but it's so normal to feel angry about this stuff because, like we've said, like it's it's selfish. It, addiction makes people selfish, and it's. Just like this thing that has taken over their brain. It's not really that person, but it's not. It's how they're acting right now. And that's
1: the current situation. That's the the thing that we need to focus on here is the current situation is not who they used to be. And this current situation is not healthy for you. It's not healthy for them. So it's like you can't be in that and you can't be. It's crazy for you expected to be in that. You know, it's crazy for anybody to be expected to do that. I mean. I think it's great if people do end up there. I don't think it's mandatory. I don't think it's warranted. Like, especially if you feel like you're not reaching them anymore and you feel like you yourself are at a breaking point. I think it's only fair in some situations to do what's right for you as well. And then that might be stepping away. But mm-hmm. I think only you will know that when you have this conversation as well. But my biggest piece of advice is realize that, like, It's very easy to say something in the moment and manipulate to get you to stay too, but it's like results are really what we would need to focus on here moving forward as well is because they've kind of lost that trust Mm -hmm. too. If like anything were to ever change, it's like, well, you've kind of abused this trust that I've created with you in this bond, whether it's friendships, romantic relationships, family like relationships as well. It's like you've lost that you have to earn that back now So I need to know that you're doing x y and z and that's why i'm like you could use the most recent Interaction with the delivery driver as an example of like, you know This really shed some light on like there's a bigger issue at hand here because at the end of the day This substance is just a substance But the reaction that it evoked from you is the bigger issue at hand here And that's just it's not healthy for me to be in that like over this and I think you You need to figure out what it is in this substance that triggers you releases you from what you feel because that's what that is at the end of the day is like unresolved feelings trauma, something they're not dealing with but they can't expect you to be on that ride with them that's the selfish part and i'm like you're not selfish because again you're already thinking more about what they're not doing with their life than they are right and that's like again you can't make somebody fight for that and that's not really the life that you want to live nor do i think it's a life you should have to live if you don't want to that's yeah. the harsh truth of it too is that's where it's like that person made their decision and they didn't involve you in that when they were doing it and that's the selfishness of it too like again i don't think they're a bad person but it's like the facts are the facts too is it's like you did this And whether or not it was like conscious, but like now we're in a situation where like I can't be around you and it's like we have to do something about that because like Mm -hmm. what's currently happening is you're destroying these relationships, these potential like dreams like that you can fulfill for X, Y and Z. And I think we need to like examine that a little bit further. That was of, a tangent. I hope you kept up with that one.
0: <laughs> no, it was all valid and it was it was good points. like I, it's like what I was saying about my person <laughs> that I love them with my whole heart, but I did not like them in our most recent time together. And I, it's Abby Abby was saying this that the substance abuse is not the problem that they're doing that. To solve a problem, you know, there are other problems going on that this is just kind of the Band-Aid or they're trying to heal those wounds with this, which has now become a problem. So finding that solution to and finding what that root problem is, is the beginning of the healing process for them. But you can't know it. That's like a puzzle that you don't have all the pieces to because the other part of addiction is that they keep stuff from people, especially the ones who are trying to be honest and help them. Right. They're keeping things from you. So you don't even have all the tools to solve a problem. You don't even know all the pieces to the puzzle. And that's where it becomes that they have to do this on their own to a point. I mean, having it, the support is good because it's hard. <laughs>
1: and, it, and like, it sounds like like you can still support them, want the best for them, but not be fully involved in their life. Like, I think that's more than fair as well. And like, I had situations like that, too, with the person who was previously in my life. And, you know, at the end of the day, I'm not mad. There's a lot of things I could be mad about, but there'd be no point at this point in my life as yeah. well so it's like and again i can see the situation for what it is and like understand that a lot of what they did wasn't intentional or malicious towards me but it still affected me and that wasn't okay so they couldn't be in my life but at the end of the day i don't hate them and i don't think you would hate them either because it's like it sounds like they already do enough of that themselves if they're using something to numb the pain. So I'm not going to add to that for them, and I don't think you would either. But I do think you need to go. Mm-hmm. Um And that's just my honest opinion. And I think just as much as them having to recover from their battle right now, it's just as much of a transition for you to try and get out of this situation. Because this is also hard, too. You need to think you're also going through something hard. Yeah,
0: you also need support. You do. And
1: I hope, and you need to think about yourself as well here, too. Like, you're also, you're on the receiving end.
0: I think in whatever kind of last conversation you have with, with your partner, um, I don't think in this situation subtleties are helpful for anybody. I think Does nobody favors. Being, yeah, I think being honest and being obviously not being malicious, but I don't think you would do that. You don't sound like the type of person that would be petty in this type of situation. But I think you kind of have to not like borderline over-explain, but you you have to explain each thing so that there's no room for misinterpretation or for just misunderstanding of taking something the wrong way they just have to fully understand where you're coming from and why you're making these decisions and what the decisions are that you're making because leaving anything open for interpretation i think gives them the ability to kind of play the victim i think that's also a big thing that happens with addiction they are a victim to a, a point, but they're not a victim in that everyone's giving up on them. Mm-hmm. The reality is people aren't actually giving up on these people because it is so hard to love a person that has addiction. Well, that they're just
1: this. giving up on making somebody want to fight for themselves. Like, yeah, y- they're giving up being the one fighting for somebody to fight right. for themselves. I think is what it is. At being a certain point, you to have to, have to back out. Together. Of, yeah, you got to back out of the ring, too, because it's like. You know, you've got a life to live, too.
0: Yeah. You have to work on your own life. You can't be keeping theirs together.
1: Because, I mean, and again, I don't want it to seem like, oh, you have a problem. I'm going to abandon you. Because that's not.
0: Yeah. You know, you're know, not fucking off. No, you're, <laughs> you're not at all. You're making a very hard decision.
1: Then I think you can support from afar and let them know that, like, you know, if you need help, if you want me to drive you to, like, this meeting, this, drop you off here, like, at this center for something, let them know that that support system is open, but the support system of letting you harm yourself done. Yeah, like you are done watching them do this to themselves, right. and you are now your support. That's what you're giving up. Your on. support now lies with them getting help, and if they can't do that, then you can't support right now.
0: Right, and that's just the facts. And what makes it so confusing, I think, for all parties is that we all have this idea this squeaky clean idea of what love is in any kind of relationship, whether it's friendship or otherwise. But it's, it's so much more complicated than that. And the
1: toxic (laughs) thing about love is that people tell you, you need to stick with somebody through it too. But I'm loving you enough to tell you that this current version of yourself will get you nowhere. Yeah. It's not going to get you anywhere. And it's certainly not going to get me to like stay. Right. Like, I love you enough to tell you this because I love you and I want you to love you. Mm-hmm. That's the thing here is if I didn't love you, I would just watch you down this or shoot this up because mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck,
0: you know? Yeah, if anything, I would even say maybe it's helpful to reiterate that you you want to, like, you're glad they're here, but you don't want to see them... If I have to lose you, I'd rather have it be my choice and lose you and have this mem- have still have left the good memories. I don't want to lose you in a way that's not my choice. Yeah. Meaning not their choice either. And I don't
1: want to lose somebody knowing that I never tried to help them see the air of their ways with that too. Right. I don't want to lose you knowing that I was too afraid to have this conversation or to tell you like something because again, you love them and you love their life. You want them to live. And it's like, I don't want to wake up knowing that I could have said something and also didn't. And again, that's unfortunately a situation that gets put on you because of somebody else's actions. But mm-hmm. I'd rather say it than not at the end of the day too. But yeah, I really just want to say that I'm sorry that you have to go through this again, the both mm-hmm. of you. Um, and if you need continued support, feel free to reach back out to us. Yeah. Um, We're always literally just an email, a message away on any social media platform, not just for you, but for anybody that needs to reach out for anything. I mean, we're not experts, but at the end of the day, it's just in our nature. And so like we just again, I feel like we feel so much that like we know how situations can feel so isolating such as this one too Mm -hmm. especially when it's somebody that you love that you feel like you can't even talk to so I mean the line's open for anybody that wants to talk about anything with us um yeah and if you
0: have something that you want to like that's not along the lines of this too um you're more than welcome to reach out if I learn anything along my journey too that I'm kind of going through with my own person I'll let you know (laughs) we we can talk about it we we can be here for each other so yeah um yeah reach out nothing obviously (laughs) proof nothing's off the table we mean what we say (laughs) truly when we say that we are here to help you guys so and to just even help you be heard and feel like you're not alone because it can be real lonely out there but we're here for you we love you guys yeah (laughs) thank you i mean it's not an it's not an easy thing to 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 talk about some of this stuff so Thank you so much for sharing and thank you for bringing this to us and trusting us with it. And we really do wish you guys the best of luck because it's not easy, but thank you so much. You know where to find us. Um, And if you do have anything you want to tell us, don't forget, you can email us at rentfreeroommates at gmail.com. Hit us up on social media. You can message us there as well, but can't wait to see you next time.
1: (laughs) Until next time, loves. Bye.
0: Bye.